You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. This is Cruise Radio. Now more than ever, you should consider trip insurance for any kind of trip you take, not just cruises. Get a free quote at tripinsurance.com. Broadcasting from the tripinsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Cruise Radio. Hey, how's it going? My name is Doug Parker. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. Very happy to have you here. It has been one crazy week. So we went from Celebrity Apex, home a day to Rotterdam, home a day, and then on Thursday, so later on today, going down to Odyssey of the Seas. So if you want to get caught up on this week's cruise news, you can do so on our cruise radio news feed. It's just opposite of this in podcast form or on our cruise radio YouTube channel. We have the cruise news today feed there every Monday through Friday. Just caught off Holland America's Rotterdam and had a chance to do a five-night cruise on there. And while we were on there, on Embarkation Day, I had a chance to sit down and catch up with Holland America Line President Gus Antorsha. Also had a chance to do a proper catch-up with Holland America Line's brand ambassador, Seth Wayne. And Seth has a really cool story because he was uh, well, he was in TV news and uh, he was a weather guy and a news anchor at KOMO in Seattle. So Seth went from morning news to a brand ambassador going on all of Holland America's cruise ships and really uh, a key part of the startup here for the cruise industry. So we're going to catch up with Seth later on in the show as well. Uh, by the way, if you want a full review of the MS Rotterdam, which is the seventh Rotterdam in Holland America Lines history, we'll be doing a, a full interview uh, where Richard will be interviewing me in a couple of weeks or so once things kind of level out. November is just really crazy. However, we do have our trip reports at cruiseradio.net. So if you want to kind of see a day by day of what was going on on board Rotterdam during our five days there. All right, let's kick things off with Holland America Lines president, Gus Antorsha. Gus, welcome to the show. Welcome back to the show, I guess I should say. Yeah, thank you. Brand new ship. How does it feel to finally have her sailing? It's wonderful. It's wonderful to be sailing again. Um, It's special because it's the new ship and, Mm -hmm. and sort of our flagship and with the name and the history it's but uh, honestly every ship we've started it's been it's been amazing i've been walking around this ship uh, before our interview here and uh, i love the all the musical artwork on board like the guitars that are smashed but pieced together like a puzzle there's a a lot of the similarities you'll see from ship to ship but also some changes and what changes are we seeing here on rotterdam that we maybe aren't seeing on the previous two ships sure i'm, I'm glad you noticed the art there was a lot of uh attention and time dedicated mm-hmm. to that and it is quite quite unique and in, in that musical theme that uh supports the the investments and all the upgrades you made in the music program the pinnacle class was a big step forward for the brand i think it, it offered us a little more space and so how we integrated the entertainment venues and how we integrated and the amount of specialty dining we have is 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 more than than the prior ships um I think some of the changes really just enhancing and tweaking, learning from the first couple of ships. And so the venue we're sitting in right now, Club Club Orange, looks and operates very much like a specialty dining restaurant for a sweet guest or the Club mm-hmm. Orange guest. And so the, this was this was an addition. Um, the cabins, we've done a lot of tweaking, listening to guest feedback, adjusting, 
Um, and so, so the ship is really an evolution around learning from Koningsdam and making, you know, making adjustments and tweaks. But overall, a very well-received class of ship. Talking about health and safety protocols for a moment here, how has the cruise experience changed on Holland America since we're sailing again? I mean, you guys have been sailing. You started back uh, over the summer at a sea isle up to Alaska. So what kind of changes are we seeing? The important thing for everyone to remember is that the health and safety of our guests, crew, the places we visit, the communities we visit is of utmost importance. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of what's been designed and the changes we've made has been to protect those constituencies with the advice of health experts, the CDC, and all the, all the uh, health authorities we've worked with. And so the changes are based on that. Um, some of them happen pre-cruise, so um, you have to be vaccinated uh, 14 days after the, the final dose. Mm-hmm. You need to have a test two days before. And then on board, it offers us quite a bit of freedom because we're in uh, a very safe and, and bubble-like environment. Mm-hmm. Of course, there's never zero risk, but but I think with the precautions we take, there's you know there's there's a lot of focus on on, on safety. We've made a lot of upgrades behind behind the scenes. Our HVAC systems now have UV UV lighting, uh, enhanced filtration. Our team members wear masks all the time. Um, and for now, we are asking that guests, you know, when they come to and from the cabin, for example, or are, are, are walking through the public spaces, we ask them to wear masks. So those are a lot of, of the changes. Um, you know, those we'll see how long, and it depends on the advice of, of, of uh, you know, the folks we work with. The, there's some other changes that'll stay. I think our, the way we do muster now, mm-hmm. um, you basically go check in the muster station. That's great. That's not going away. Yeah. Um, Lido now is 100% served mm-hmm. as opposed to we had some self-service. I think that's a great addition. Sure. That won't change. So we've picked up some things that we'll keep. I've been to Vegas four times since the pandemic. And I have to say, after going out there four times, I feel a heck of a lot safer on a cruise ship than I ever felt out there any place I was. Good. That's the point. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) As far as the guest feedback, I mean, you know, not everyone, you've got to have a little bit of pushback from some people about certain protocols, mask wearing or what have you. But overall, how has the guest feedback been since you've been sailing since July? The feedback has been overwhelmingly positive. There's some understanding with all the additional protocols, but they understand the why, which mm-hmm. which we go at you know uh, through through some length to ex- explain. The NPS scores have been off the chart. It's a net promoter score which we track that tells us basically how happy guests are. Um, it is record high, um, and and I think it goes to the experience that we've been able to to deliver despite the the enhanced protocols. The experience is is normal. It's what guests expect. And I think more recently, the experience is so much better that we're getting shoreside because there's all kinds of problems. It's been well documented, whether it's labor or supply shortages, you know, that experience isn't quite the same. And so when they compare it to what they're getting on board, it's it's quite it's quite amazing. Listen to your question here. When will we see more grand and world voyages return to Holland America? So unfortunately, th- those programs, we had to really delay out into the tail end of 22 or the start of, of, of 23, there was just too much uncertainty around whether we're able really to sail to some of these destinations that compose those those programs that you mentioned. But uh, I'm optimistic, and I, I, I think we'll see them sailing after the, uh, the summer, which is mainly Alaska, Canada, New England, Europe. Post-summer, we'll start to see some of those programs uh, start up again. 
We've been talking with Holland America Lion President Gus Antorcia. Gus, as always, thanks for being on the show and uh, can't wait to sail over the next five days. Great. Enjoy yourself and tell everybody what a great time you have. I'm sure you will. Have a question for the experts or would you like to talk about your cruise or vacation experience, good or bad? Email comments at cruiseradio.net. A big question we get at Cruise Radio is, how do I know if I need trip insurance? Simple answer. If you're getting on a plane, taking a road trip, or getting on a cruise ship, you need to have travel insurance. Hey, it's Doug Parker for my friends at TripInsurance.com. Not, not only does TripInsurance.com protect your vacation investment, but it also gives you peace of mind in case anything were to go wrong on your trip. How do they do it? They offer three different types of trip insurance policies. Good, better, and best. One policy for every vacation budget. But it doesn't just stop there. They're up to 40% lower when you shop around on other comparison sites. Plus, TripInsurance.com offers 24-hour customer support before, during, and after your trip, online claims assistance, and travel alerts to let you know what's going on at your destination. But find out for yourself. Check out TripInsurance.com. You have questions. We have answers. Get the whole story on cruiseradio.net. Hanging out with Seth Wayne, brand ambassador for Holland America Line. I think we, we've spoken before, but it was like right before the shutdown. And then I think your interview got pushed because the craziness happened right after we chatted in New York City, actually. Right. I remember that yeah. exactly. In New York City, we were uh, Nordstrom mm-hmm. having dinner together, and it was okay, let's talk. And then. Everything kind of went to craziness. The so it was nuts. Out. Yeah. It was nuts. Anyway, good to see you and yeah. uh, chat with you again. So you come from a TV background. You were a, a weather guy at KOMO TV in Seattle. Yeah. What, how'd you transition? So I was working at Como, and while I was there, I was doing not only the weather uh, and the news for the morning program, but I was also doing uh, travel-related stories for our lifestyle show, Seattle Refined. And there is where I uh, made contacts with Holland America Line, did a bunch of different stories. When Koningsdam came out and the Seattle Ties, one thing led to another, went to New Stottendam, and then they promoted me and said... Are you uh, wanting to do this brand ambassador role that we've envisioned for you? And I mean, how could I say no? Travel right. the world on a brand that I absolutely love and an industry that I am so passionate about. So I said, okay, I had an amazing television career. I'm going to go into uh, the cruise industry at the ripe time of December 2019. Yeah. I mean, why not, right? Right. I mean, come on. So uh, December comes, January comes, February comes, then March I was on Zondam, uh, our ship that uh, kind of ran into a bit of a trouble, uh, leaving Buenos Aires uh, middle of March, and then uh, probably 10 days into it got quarantined, and a 14-day cruise was into a 37-day cruise. Uh, but bottom line is, we made it through, and I wouldn't, well, I don't know if I could say I wouldn't change a thing, mm-hmm. but I would say that it certainly made all of us stronger, every single one of us, uh, not only if, you know, you're in the cruise industry, anyone, I think, yeah. out there, kind of really, uh, we changed the outcome of life. Really. And how crazy is that? Because you, like, you came on board, the industry was thriving, there was 28 million people sailing in 2019, an estimated 32 million were supposed to sail in 2020. Yeah until all this happened. So right. you like stepped in, but I guess it was kind of a blessing in the, the, the skies too, because he also had a, a face for the brand to help navigate through this crazy time. Yeah, I remember um, our then president and then CEO of the group saying to me, you've got a lot on your plate. You have a lot yeah. on your shoulders because you got to keep this brand alive. And when you are a brand ambassador without a ship, 
That's a hard call. Yeah. So basically doing everything online, doing everything virtually from what we knew it. And we're all shut down. We're all in our homes, right? Yeah. So we're all in that same kind of boat, pun intended, together. And, um, you know, doing all the things that we love on a Holland America Line cruise and doing it virtually really kind of ramped up my popularity and then also ramped up the brand's popularity as mm-hmm. well. We had 1,000, 2,000, 3,000, then turning into 100, 200,000 people joining us at any one time in trivia in virtual wine tastings in you know uh whiskey tasting the list goes on and on towel folding i mean everything that you could possibly do on board our ships we did virtually we dropped when and where's which is our daily uh activity program Mm -hmm. um you know we said they'd be in your stateroom which would then be on your feed and whatever social network you were on and uh we put those up at six eastern time one day and we would do it the next day we would talk to people in ports like norway and and Mm -hmm. alaska and so our virtual journeys did really really well and then kind of psyched people out to book their next trip then what happened was it was, okay, let's go and book this cruise. And then let's book another cruise and let's book another cruise. And then it was, okay, let's cancel this cruise and let's cancel the other cruise. And so then we, it's like you take three steps forward, but five steps back. Sure. So just being there for everyone and, and being an outlet, I think was a huge um, honor for me, even though people would, you know, get upset and be upset at not only the company, but the industry and in general at the virus, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, people were looking to blame someone because they wanted to get away. They were, they were tired of staying within their four walls and I don't blame them. I wanted to get away. Mm -hmm. Um, But you know, we're back and I'm so, so incredibly happy to be here and honored to be uh, the brand ambassador for this unbelievable, you know, almost 150 year old company. Yeah. And we are back and we're aboard a beautiful ship right now. The MS Rotterdam, the seventh in Holland America lines history. What are some of your favorites on board? Because you've been on for about a month or so. Yeah, so um, I was uh, I, I flew out to Rotterdam to uh, pick up uh, Rotterdam in Rotterdam. <laughs> I mean, it was a lot of it was it was a lot of Rotterdam. So I'm I'm trying to tell someone the story, and I was telling my parents. I'm like, okay, so I'm going to Rotterdam to Rotterdam on Rotterdam, and I'm like, <laughs> not Amsterdam, but right. we are on our way to Amsterdam from Rotterdam. <laughs> but bottom line is, yeah, I was here for a month, and um, my some of my favorites on board. First of all, seeing all the all of our team members. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was such such a great reunion to see so many familiar faces uh, from 15 to 18 months ago um, on board. Aesthetically, I would say the ship is absolutely incredible. Half Moon Bar, I think, is such an amazing uh, place to learn all about Holland America Line history um, in a cocktail form. Mm-hmm. So I know that's a little bizarre to some of the listeners out there right now, but if you are on board, definitely a, a worth it to stop at Half Moon Bar because those cocktails are exclusive to Rotterdam's Half Moon Bar. Those cocktails come with a story uh, of 150 years and why they're named what they're named. Uh, so that's a really cool cool thing. There are some other unique places on board. Uh, fresh juices that we don't offer on other lines. Uh, so our gelato bar is also a juice and gelato bar, which is kind of like an oxymoron, if you will. Like, mm-hmm. let's all eat gelato and the then detox. scarf it down with a detox. <laughs> yeah. um, but you know what? If it makes you feel good about it, I'm all good with it. So I'm like, yeah, I'll have a... Uh, you know, clean your greens, and then also a mint chocolate chip on the right. side. Um, but I, but it's great. It's great. Um, there are so many little fun. You know, we have a game room, which is you know, oh, you know, it's not revolutionary, but the way that we've done it is really cool and really unique. Sanitizing everything down. Our library's back. The library is awesome. Like I, I felt like I was. Um, I don't know how old you are, but like when I was a, a kid and this going to the Scholastic Book Fair when they would come to the elementary school. That's what the, I feel like. I think we're the similar age. Okay. So yes, I would say I uh, 
the book fair is great, and yeah. I, that was my favorite thing in the entire <laughs> world. And seeing the posters and all the things that you could buy in there. But really, I mean, it looks like a bookstore. Yeah. I mean, it is so incredible. And we also uh, on our first cruise, which was the crossing, a lot of guests were saying, "Can we have the swap, the book swap again?" Mm-hmm. And we heard that loud and clear, and that's what our guests wanted. So basically, you would come in, brought, you know, basically drop off a book that you don't want anymore, and then another guest will take that book after it's been sanitized and so on and so forth. We have that section, let alone brand new books, huge library to choose from, great cozy spot, uh, which is located on deck two forward. So definitely come on board and see that because it really is a, it, it, it's basically a library for the new generation, if you will. Yeah, yeah. I was actually talking to some people earlier on the cruise and I was like, you know what, if I were to take another transatlantic, I think this ship would probably be the ship I would pick to take another transatlantic right. because it's just... There's like the space we're in right now, the crow's nest, or uh, I think it's what was it? It's just a crow's this nest is, still, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, technically, it's called EXC at the crow's nest, which is yeah. basically you're going to have your favorites in the crow's nest. You're going to have your game room, but you're also going to have a whole exploration central, not only to talk to our uh, amazing shore excursion staff, but have interactive, uh, huge tablet desks mm-hmm. uh, and and zoom into different ports and learn all about the different places that you'll be going on voyages, uh, whether it be on Rotterdam or any of our fleet. Yeah, there's so many chill places uh, on this ship. How was the transatlantic crossing anyways for you? It was good. You know, we uh, were supposed to go to five ports. We ended up going to three. But when you think about it, the North Sea, the end of October, early November, mm-hmm. it was kind of a rough go at it, you know, in certain spots. So we didn't get to go to Belgium. I really wanted to go there. Uh, haven't been there. But we ended up going to Brest, France, La Havre, uh, which was uh, the gateway to Normandy and mm-hmm. Paris. Uh, we went to Portland, England, Weymouth. Never been there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we started out with two sea days, a stop in the Azores, and then six sea days. Well, Azores didn't happen because of some rough weather. Some rough seas at the beginning, but it smoothed out. And, you know, our guests loved it. Nine sea days from the time we left mainland Europe over to Fort Lauderdale. You know, it was kind of like when I saw land, I was like, land! (laughs) Um, But, you know, nine days, it, it was great. I mean, and it was my first transatlantic crossing out of all of my cruises that I've done. And I will say it was a really unique way of going at it and relaxing. I could see it from the guest perspective. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no better way. You don't have that FOMO. You know what I'm saying? When you yeah. go to a you know Caribbean itinerary, there's ports, a lot of ports every day. Uh, when sure. you go to Europe, when you go to places like that, and it's very port intensive, this is nothing but... I don't want to get out of my pajamas all day long and right. just lay in bed and watch TV and order room service. You could do that, but you don't feel bad about missing anything. Right. So that's what I liked about Transatlantic. It was great. It was great. Yeah, this, um, well, having nine days to see that, you know, they say every ship has a personality. Um, what, you know, nine days in a row, and of course you've been on prior to the yeah. Transatlantic. What kind of personality do you think Rotterdam has? Or, you know, I know it's kind of early still, but have you noticed anything that maybe sticks out? You know, I would say it's the team members that really make the ship and make mm-hmm. the personality. And I know that that's so cliche to say, and a lot of people say, oh, the team members, you know, it's so true, though. Mm -hmm. And they really make the culture. They really make the atmosphere. Um, So I think what you're going to find when you come on Rotterdam is it is classy and elegant, but not in a stuffy way. Mm -hmm. And that is what you are going to find when you come on board any of our Pinnacle class ships, really. But when you come on... When you come on board, you have a taste of the past while a glimpse into the future, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, no, for you sure. know, you have that, you, you look around and you see all the amazing features and the incredible, you know, um, 
everything that what makes Holland America Line great, but also a look at the past of, you know, we have when you come into the crow's nest, you see all, Rotterdam one, Rotterdam two, Rotterdam three pictures back from 1872. Mm-hmm. But then a glimpse into the future of being on this incredible vessel and and the homey parts to it, but yet the classic parts as well. When you're on board our ships, you really feel like you're at sea. Yeah. It's not a it's not an amusement park, and there's a great place for those mm-hmm. by all means. Um, every cruise line has advantages, but for us, you get that classic but yet refined way of of uh, enjoying your holiday. During this whole 18 months, or I guess 15 months, or however long it was, what was some of your biggest takeaways from the shutdown? I felt awful for our guests, you know, being the person to completely come on with bad news all the time. Sure. I mean, there was constant, you know, your cruise is canceled for another 30 days. Now we shut down for another 60 days. I mean, who in their right mind would have ever thought we were down for more than a year? Mm-hmm. I mean, and it was one after another after another. So that is a big blow. And I know that I'm not the one, you know, but I'm I'm the face. Yeah. So I'm the, you know, I, I'm the person who has to bear this bad news. Um, what I learned is that... We all became one in the sense of we were all, no matter what our cruising background was, one star, five star, President's Club, all in between in our Mariner Society, we were all together. And that is really the big takeaway of everything, that we all got through it together. We all shared our passion of cruising together. We all reminisced together. We all shared our photos together. And we all said we're all going to be there together. So Mm -hmm. even now, to this date, Doug, when I see guests that come on board our ships and say, I'm Mary from Omaha, and I'm thinking, oh my God, it's Mary from Omaha that has been joining me every day for months and months and months. Or it's Debbie from Phoenix, or it's Kathy from, you know, Charlotte. I mean, no matter what, it's guests from around the world that kind of hopped on the cruising bandwagon and now starting to take cruising. So if I could open up someone's eyes to cruising and a passion on an industry that I'm so passionate about and they take their first Holland America Line cruise out of it, that's their silver lining that came out of COVID is that they would ever thought that they would go on a cruise and now they have gone on a cruise and they've enjoyed their cruise. Um, so my position really going from a storyteller to a virtual cruise director and now going around the fleet and opening up our new ships and meeting our guests one-on-one, it's an incredible feeling. And, and, and I, I know I've said it, it's an honor. It truly is an honor and a job that I, uh, that I love. Do they have you basically jumping from ship to ship on restart? Yeah. So I started with uh, New Amsterdam in July in Alaska. Mm-hmm. And then Eurodam uh, in Greece, Koningsdam in San Diego, going to California coast. Uh, now Rotterdam going from Europe to uh, America. And uh, next up is Zyderdam, a uh, new Stottendam rather. And then Zyderdam. And then the list continues on into 2022. So, yes, I'm going up. And I'm also, you know, not only a motivator for the team members, too, but it's just great to see some of our team members that have also stayed in touch with us, you know, whether they're shoreside, whether they are shipboard. I mean, it's great to see familiar faces all around. And, you know, when it comes to brand ambassador, it's not just guests. It's our team members, too. Yeah. Been talking with Carnival. Not Carnival. I think I think John healed brand ambassador. All good. Sorry. <laughs> also a great guy. Yeah. <laughs> also a fantastic, fantastic person. We both reach out over and over to each other. And I'm like, John, will you get me on the roller coaster? <laughs> yes. He said yes. I said, okay, well, I'll get you something. I don't know what you're going to do on board here, but I'll, I'll get you to do something. <laughs> get him a good steak. He'll be yeah, happy. Right. We've been talking with Holland America Lines brand ambassador, Seth Wayne. Seth, it's good to actually catch up with you and have a proper catch up here, yeah, man. And no doubt. It's been a great uh, five days on board, Rotterdam. I'm look glad forward. You had a great time. Yeah, man. Look forward to many more. Yeah, indeed. Great seeing you. All right, Dougie. Let's see what we got for you, buddy. Cruise Radio is produced at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Get cruise news, ship reviews.
reviews, and money-saving tips every Thursday on Cruise Radio. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the show. If you want to help spread the word, give Cruise Radio a five-star review. Find Cruise Radio where you listen to your favorite podcast or online at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply.